and welcome to another episode of the Flashback Cartoon Hour. I'm your loving bald host with the most from coast to coast, Nick Trembling Tarantulas La Scola. And joining me today is... And Andrew Loosely Spider-Based Pun Napier. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful name just rolls right off the tongue. That should be your superhero Doesn't name. It, yeah. I think that should be your superhero name. Yeah, Andrew Loosely Based Spider Pun Napier, yeah. <laughs> and today we are covering Spider-Woman, the 1979 series. Look, up on the building, it's Spider-Woman. And this is Jessica Drew, who as a child, while visiting her father's laboratory, was bitten by a poisonous spider. Forced to try an untested spider serum, Dr. Drew not only saved his daughter's life, but unknowingly gave her incredible spider-like powers. Dedicated to fighting evil while weaving her web of justice, it's Spider-Woman. And uh, let's get right into it. Spider-Woman is an American animated television series which ran on the ABC network from September 22nd, 1979 to January 5th, 1980 for a total of one season and 16 episodes. Each episode had a runtime of 30 minutes. The series was produced by Patty Freeling Enter uh, Enterprises and Marvel Comics Animation, both owned by Marvel Entertainment. Uh, Spider-Woman was based off of the Marvel Comics character of the same name, who had only appeared two years before the series premiere. Though the series didn't last long, it went down in history as making Spider-Woman the first female Marvel superhero to headline in her own animated series. There are two separate appearances from Sp of Spider-Man throughout the series. These were in Episode 1's Pyramids of Terror and Episode 7's The Congo Spider. Uh, Spider-Man was once again voiced by Paul Soles, who had voiced Spider-Man in the original 1967 television series. Not the one that we did the last episode on. No. Isn't that a cool little yes. phone fact? Because it was weird hearing them at first. I'm like, I don't like this. And then I'm like, wait a second. This is like who our parents would think of one. yeah, yeah when they uh, read Spider-Man. That's probably the voice that they heard the most. I haven't even, I, I don't think I've heard that voice other than these two episodes. And I don't know that I saw the Congo Spider. <laughs> uh, uh, it wasn't It wasn't that good. It was like some... Um, like uh evil movie director was trying to film a movie uh, oh, yeah. by like releasing an actual giant um spider <laughs> I, I forget if it was a yeah. robot or not but like he w i think it was a robot and he was trying to film spider-man and spider-woman teaming up to take it down <laughs> for like the ultimate movie that's a, a bit that's been done so many times in Marvel Comics, and I love it every time. <laughs> there was a point when, like, Green Goblin owned a movie studio or something like I that. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. Yeah, he no. went and bought one as part of a plot and then, like, hired the Wrecking Crew or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're the, they, are, they would be who you would hire who's, for that. Who's the who, who are the ones with, like, uh, Fancy Dan in them? What's that guy's name? I don't remember. I've never heard of Fancy Dan. You've never heard of Fancy Dan? No. In Montana? Is he fancy? Uh, he's super fancy. Okay. I, I'd be upset if there's not a monocle on him now i'm googling yeah please do if there's not a monocle on him guys i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> i'm expecting a monocle the enforcers you've never heard of the enforcers uh that the enforcers sounds familiar showing nicholas pictures now oh they just look like mobsters yeah montana they're all like vaguely cowboy themed though montana's the big one fancy dan's the small one and he does like uh rope tricks like <laughs> literally that's his uh, whole bit that's i'm whole fancy bit. dan and i forget who the other one is but they're all like vaguely cowboy themed gangsters and they would start off hired as by green goblin yeah and faced and, and literally they tied the hulk in somehow because they like <laughs> they go to the southwest to film this movie that doesn't exist yeah it's absolute hysterical that's episode that episode that's issue 10 of Spider-Man. Okay. The other uh uh episode that featured Spider-Man that we just mentioned was Pyramids of Terror, which is in my top 3. Stay tuned to hear the rest of my top 3. Yeah, we'll go into those. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. Faithful listener, I don't know. What do you call you, what do you call your fans, Nicholas? Uh, Baldites. <laughs> <laughs> 
I prefer Baldonians. <laughs> I like that one a lot. My Baldonians, <laughs> join me, your loving bald host. This sounds too much like ball. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it to weird it's places. Too, too all right, leave, leave it alone. <laughs> okay, so as stated in the series intro, young Jessica Drew was bitten by a poisonous spider while visiting her father's lab. To try and save her life, Dr. Drew gave her spider serum number 34. This saved Jessica's life, but also gave her the ability to stick to wall, fly, and to shoot both web and electrical venom blasts from her hands, specifically her fingers. She also exhibits a spider sense that works like strange visions, almost like a That's So Raven type thing. It's impressive. <laughs> That's so Jessica, <laughs> it's the future I can see. <laughs> um, Stop now, please. So her spider sense that works like strange visions that alert her to dangers both near and far. Now an adult, Jessica runs uh, Justice Magazine as the editor, using her unique powers to allow her to constantly get ahead of the next big scoop. She is joined on her adventures by one of Justice Magazine's photographers, the cowardly braggart Jeff Hunt, and also by her teenage nephew, Billy Drew. When trouble arrives, Jessica always slips away from the other two and transforms into her Spider Woman costume by spinning around in a circle at lightning fast speed. (laughs) Very much ripping off the transformation that Linda Carter does when transforming into Wonder Woman during the the 1975 live action series. Because that's exactly how she spins around really fast and becomes, goes from Linda Carter to. Spider. Linda Carter is the actress. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Linda Carter is the actress. You're confusing me. Sorry. Especially because there's Peggy Carter. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Diana Prince, I should say. She plays Diana Prince. Yes, yes, yes. Diana Prince? Isn't that her last name? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. No. It's not Diana Ross? No. Like Betsy Ross? No, that's a, that's a black female singer. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember. Yeah. <laughs> is that all coming back to you? Yes, it is. I don't know. I didn't know that was her last name, though. All right, weird tangent over. Can I actually make two comments before we continue that? I love that it's Spider Serum number 34. Mm-hmm. I- I'm genuinely curious to hear about Spider Serums number 1 through 33. <laughs> Clearly, they were not ready for the world. But no. <laughs> spider Serum is definitely what you want to give to a, a dying child, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. To save her life. Um, and I also want to, I desperately want to see the Spider Girl series. That is her before growing up like yeah, like yeah. they start like her the origin story and she's series like that they should have created yeah like they start the they start the origin story and she's like 12 and then they just fast forward and it's like all right she's 35 <laughs> yeah, okay yeah yeah <laughs> runs the justice uh magazine yeah. too she just like worked her way up and we don't find any of that background evidently well that's what we need andrew let's get on it the prequel series but we'll specifically make it in the same art style as the <laughs> this series. Oh hell yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, very stiff, but still still beautiful. It's yeah, it's very choppy. Yeah, it's, it's like, it reminds me a lot actually of um the Godzilla Hanna Barbera series. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it acts very much like it. Billy reminds me of the main kid that's like friends with Godzuki. Sure. And um, that makes me want to watch that series now. Oh, Is it just as ridiculous. As oh, this? oh. <laughs> Just pitch a giant monster fights at the end of every episode. Fair enough. All it's right. like the same shit, but like just a giant monster fight added in. Yeah, yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> it's Godzilla. So like Godzuki, they. How does it follow any of the? I don't know. Uh, I don't want to go too into Godzilla, but real quick, it, it follows the way that <laughs> there's like did, a research. A bit like there's this. a research <laughs> team. And they, uh, the like nephew of one of the doctors, is best friends with Godzilla's son, Godzu. They get into trouble every episode where they have to fight a giant monster, and they have either a signal caller to call Godzilla, or if that like shuts down by some way during the like whatever the villain does, uh-huh. uh, Godzuki can do a, a loud cry that Godzilla can hear any point in the world and comes running. He's the best father ever. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows Godzilla is. A perfect father. But uh, like my whole point was that the animation here reminds me a lot of that series, and when we cover it, you'll see. But like, am I? Is are you saying also like the types of stories? Very similar. 
That's, very similar. That's it. The writing style in general. Oh uh, yeah, like, this, I mean, this think, is all over the. Think place. about Ridiculous. this. She drank a serum number thirty four, but like every other villain in the series, is she's fighting an alien. Yeah. Like every episode yeah. is a new alien, and oh, then yeah, they're like, absolutely. oh, and here's the kingpin. Yeah. And another hysterical. alien. And now there's Dormammu, but he's like all fucking horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll go in. We'll go into it. Um. All right. Yeah. During the series run, only two established Marvel villains make an appearance, as we were just saying, with all other villains being original characters for the show and most of them are aliens <laughs> um these two villains include the kingpin and dormammu the kingpin has already debuted on television in the previous spider-man series but the spider-woman series gets the bragging rights of being dormammu's first ever appearance on screen mm-hmm. although i don't know if you'd want to brag about it <laughs> um, we couldn't find anything on the voice actor of dormammu but fun fact the kingpin's voice was john milford Played, uh, who played Professor Dent in the live-action 1981 American superhero film, Spider-Man, The Dragon's Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man teams up with Bruce Lee. Oh, really? No. Is it, who is it? I don't know. I think, it's, I think it is like a Japanese, uh, more like a kung fu type movie. No, I'm Googling that. I want to see a picture. Oh yeah, this one I've seen. I I haven't seen. I didn't know that was the name of it, but I've seen pictures from this a million times. That's hysterical. Uh, it was a theatrical release abroad, and was a com- was a composite of the 1979 two-parter episode "The Chinese Web" of the contemporary television series "The Amazing Spider-Man," released on May 9th, 1981. <laughs> so they released it as a two-parter, and then combined series? it okay. as like a little mini movie sure, type sure. thing. The Chinese web. I'm pretty sure it was a Japanese-made movie. You know I, mean? I, I thought it was. At least. Maybe I'm the one. You thought it wrong. No, I think they may have just misnamed it. No, maybe it is. Who knows? Jessica's origin was also modified for the show with a few notable changes. In the comics, a young Jessica moves to a, a lab built by her father in the high evolutionary near Mount Wondagor in Transia where she becomes gravely ill from months of uranium exposure. To save her life, her father injects her with the with an experimental serum based on irradiated 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 thank you you're Irra- welcome irradiated spider's blood because the serum requires a month's incubation the high evolutionary places her in a genetic uh, accelerator Shortly after her mother dies and her father leaves for the United States, leaving the high evolutionary to care for her. While in the accelerator, she ages at a decelerated rate and she is finally released decades later. Jessica is still physically only 17. Another change that they made is it was originally called Serum 32. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that a true fact? No. <laughs> God damn it, dude. You're going to confuse him. <laughs> uh, you want me to go into the voice actors? Yes, please. All right. Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, is voiced by Joan Van Ark. Her name is actually Joan of Ark in Dutch. <laughs> isn't that cool? Isn't, that's a cool <laughs> fact, isn't it? You're learning. So apparently van means of in Dutch, if we're following along. (laughs) Uh, While not having much to her voice casting list other than a bunch of one-off characters in the series Curious George, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Dumb and Dumber, the animated series, and Thundar the Barbarian, which is a Marvel series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, I'm pretty sure Steve Gerber wrote it. Steve Gerber was the uh, uh, creator of Thundar, so that's awesome. I believe the first first appearance of him was also in the... um, same series that had the first appearance of Howard. What, Thundar? No, it was all in Man-Thing. Thundar? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure Thundar's yeah. first appearance was in Wow. There. Or maybe it was, no, no, it's, never mind. I just said wrong things. <laughs> I, you're probably thinking of Kazar, the jungle dude. No, it's, it's Wondar is who I'm thinking of. Too many ARR <laughs> <I> guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she did, however, voice Moray in Manta and Moray, segments of Tarzan and the Super 7. Have you heard of this? I did. I went and looked it up. It's basically like uh, Tarzan and the Super 7's Aquaman series. 
What? Yeah. How does what you said clarify anything that I read? I, so picture like they created their own superheroes to make like a their own little Justice League starring, starring Tarzan. Tarzan. And one of the heroes, well, they have like different hero segments. I don't know if they actually meet each other. That, that's really but what, weird. Yeah, this is basically like Aquaman and his sidekick, but it's not. It's Manta or whatever his name is. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Joan, however, did have several big roles in a few different soap opera series. She played Gloria Simmons Adams in 55 episodes of The Young and the Restless. She played Valene Ewing in mm-hmm. 327 episodes. That's a lot. And she played Janine Whitney for 12 episodes in Days of Our Lives, starring Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> uh, one last credit we have to give to Joan is she actually appeared on one episode in the 1978 live-action Wonder Woman series as Cassandra Lauren. Fitting, counting how much Spider-Woman kind of riffs on Wonder Woman. Which is a lot. We'll, we'll go into more of that in a little bit. If you're wondering why you thought you recognized her voice, it's because she's... I don't I don't know how to tie that joke in. Okay. <laughs> I had a joke about the her. Because I, I looked into her IMDb wondering where she came from, and mm-hmm. I was like, I have seen, like, a few episodes of every show she's ever been in, but she's only been in all those shows for like two episodes. Yes, yeah, yeah. So those, the when I was looking through her stuff, this was like the most that I could find. Yeah, was like yeah. her consistently in shows. Everything else was like one episode, two episodes. Oh, is this what you're gonna go into with? Uh, oh no, that's Brian Scott, the next guy. Because it was like every single big show from the the sixties and seventies. She was in like one or two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to find like the ones that they did the most of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go into the next one. Uh, Jessica's nephew, Billy Drew, voiced by Brian Scott, another actor with not much for voiceover roles, but he did end up voicing the title role of Kid Video in its self-titled series for 26 episodes. Other than that, he only really had a few one-off roles in series such as The Six Million Dollar Man, Chips, The Practice, and The Blue Knight. Oh, and Matt Helm. Justice Magazine's photographer, Jeff Hunt, voiced by Bruce Miller. Uh, He literally has zero other voice acting credits and not much of an acting career. He is credited as animal voices in the (laughs) movie You Benchany? What the hell is that? (laughs) It's really... Bro, I had to deep dive for these. It's a funny country, according to IMDb. He's had a very successful career as a pop singer. And currently he is a radio broadcaster and producer of radio drama for SAFM in Johannesburg, South Africa. Wow. Wow. So he's up to fun things. I guess guess he has the most prolific uh, background so far out of all these guys. Mm. Uh, Next we have the narrator, voiced by Dick Tuffelt, who is... mentioned this guy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) uh, Who is most known as the voice of the announcer and the robot in the 1965 series Lost in Space. He would again voice the robot in 1998's reboot movie Lost in Space, starring... Matt LeBlanc, <laughs> Dr. Drake Ramore from Friends. <laughs> no, from Days of Our Lives. <laughs> from Days of Our Lives. <laughs> Dick has many voice roles, but all credited as narrator or announcer. Other than these include the announcer on The Super Friends in the 1984 for, uh, series for eight episodes. The opening announcer on Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends for 18 episodes. The narrator for three episodes on Thundar the Barbarian and the opening narrator for 13 episodes of the 1978 series, The Fantastic Four. The one with the robot, Herbie, instead of Johnny Storm. I actually want to address that because I did misspeak in our last Spider-Man-themed episode. I said it was the 60s series, uh, uh, the 60s series where they replaced Johnny Storm, and it is not. It's the 70s series. We're going to have to watch this one next. Because this is 78. We're going backwards, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Why not? Uh, the way, way back machine. Yeah. We stole it, remember? Yes. 
I, I just have to point out how awesome of a an, an announcer he is. He's he's just absolutely great. Every time when we were doing the Spider Man series, when he would come on the intro and Spider Man, yeah, I just yeah, I can't, I he love did it. really good. And um, when we played in the previous episode, you guys should go check out that episode, our Spider Man nineteen eighty one uh, episode of the Flashback Cartoon Hour. You can find us on all podcast related platforms. Did we mention we're a podcast? We are a <laughs> podcast. And we're doing really well on Facebook. Ooh. Really well. Almost up to three. 3,000. Oh, I thought you meant like three uh, followers. Yeah. We, have, uh, <laughs> we have three followers. Me Thank and you are two. <laughs> and Tony's the third. There we go. <laughs> Santi hasn't followed us yet? Like, come on. <laughs> no, he's too cool. <laughs> um, so at this point, I figured we could rate the series. Okay. Uh, on a letter scale of F to A plus, and okay. I'm gonna let you go first. Honest answer. Honesty. A minus. <laughs> I, I love I think you gave Spider Man 1981 an A minus too. If oh, I remember really? correctly, you gave it a high non number. I thought I gave uh, it like a B. Jesus, high number, high letter. Well, I'm gonna make it a B then. Yeah. And then this one's an A minus. Okay. Because I loved, I really liked this one. I can't, in good faith, give it an A because it's not like a good. Com- uh, I almost, call, I keep wanting to call it a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a <laughs> Might good as well television show, but it is a entertaining as hell television show. Yeah. Um, it's like so far out. Yeah. And weird and kooky. Yes. That it w- becomes enjoyable. That yes. I'm giving it a C minus. Um, my friend, it, how could you? Because there's just some things that I couldn't get past. Uh, the animation was stiff. Because when you look at the animation from the 1981 series, which I know it's only like three years from. Oh, it's the, leagues ahead. Though, yeah, yeah, but leagues ahead, leagues ahead. And um, I wonder why. Like I, I don't. It's know It's the what same production advanced. company. Is it you, to, to yeah. Well, you remember they shut down and they become Marvel, and yeah, then yeah. Marvel makes the 1981. Spider-Man. Oh, really? So this is the last thing. That this they is made the last one. They, like, yeah, they worked on. Marvel. Yeah, they so DeFreely and DePadding worked on the '78 Fantastic Four and the '79 series. Yeah. Uh, Jack, I think we mentioned this on the last episode. But Jack Kirby mm-hmm. uh, worked for them, and in his like twilight years when he stopped making comic books yeah yeah they hired him on as like a consultant to basically be like if we're doing anything marvel related we're gonna ask you questions yeah and if we're doing anything related to drawing then um our artists will just like pick your brain whenever they want and you'll just like tell them how to draw good <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that stan lee kind of jumped in on this when in, in the intro to every episode it says uh spider woman created for television by stan lee Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> Another thing, I think, and it he, doesn't say mention Jack at all there. No, so no, it's it's right on the title, uh, the intro. Him, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Stan Lee does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he does. I think he really genuinely likes him, but I think he Stan Lee. From is what also, I remember, uh, wasn't I, I'm pretty sure times. Stan was like, I need to make something Rest with the peace, with the term Spider Woman before someone like jumps on that. I believe that was more a story for She-Hulk, but it was probably the same for Spider-Man. Oh, uh, yeah, too. I think yeah, it's She-Hulk. The Incredible Hulk was very popular at the yeah, time in yeah. the um like the live action show they did, mm-hmm. Lou Ferrigno. Oh yeah. Um so uh Do you know do you he still that does, won an Emmy? Do you know he still um does the voice like the th- noises of the Hulk? I'm sure he does it in the mirror every night. Like that must have <laughs> been the highlight of his life. And like, did you know he's deaf? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's you know he's great in his uh as himself in the king of queens oh yeah funny yeah, 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 yeah. i love the king of queens i love that uh everybody loves Raymond. but we're getting off topic no we're not <laughs> <laughs> spider woman yes at this point she hulk <laughs> i wish she uh, that's that's another thing that i would say kind of brought this down for me is I feel like Marvel felt that it was strong enough to stand on its own, and I don't think it was. I don't think they thought it was strong enough to stand on its own. I think they genuinely had licensing issues. That's the only explanation for why there's no Marvel characters. Yeah. And it's not even like based in anything that Spider-Woman's ever done. Yeah. But it's 
entertaining as hell. Yeah, it's it like it's so weird because it's so out of left field. And then the fucking powers she pulls out of her spider telepathy. Yeah, Um, it's very super frenzy type uh, deal when like Superman or Batman just pulls something out of their ass for the plot to win. Yeah, can I read two from these are from my top two? um, I was about to yeah, I was about to ask like we should go into them. Okay. uh, well, Is before there... I do, okay. I just want to mention these two random powers that showed up in two of my episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, spider telepathy, which allows her to mentally communicate with spiders and ask them for assistance. <laughs> like Ant-Man, <laughs> but for spiders. They did that in Pyramids of Terror, yeah. the first episode. And uh, like imagine that that's the first episode straight out the gate with spider telepathy <laughs> and with like floating pyramids like yeah. they were like this is how kooky we're gonna be yes either get on board or get the fuck out of our way exactly <laughs> and it's so funny the way they do it because like absolutely everything like she can have any power any power mm-hmm. and you just put the word spider in front of it. And so it that's works. totally cool. Yeah. You can't argue it. Yeah, no. Spider flight. But yeah, all spiders fly. And we we talked about that with the eighty one series when we were talking about how Spider Man would be underwater so much, and they're like spider lung capacity. Like oh yeah yeah, like increased just, lung capacity like, with spiders. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one has a similar underwater one, but it's even worse. She has a protective spider bubble allowing her to function underwater without diving gear, <laughs> as appearing in the Ghost Vikings. <laughs> Spider bubble. Everyone's got a. Every spider has a bubble. Of course. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't know that. It's they, science, Patrick. <laughs> I wombo. You wombo. They spider bu- the bubble. The study of wombology. <laughs> All right, I'm Fucking done. great. Oh Jesus. Okay, so do you have a specific order that I, you want to do these? I don't have an these? order. I don't either, so why don't you just go into your first pick? I'll, I'll just do mine in the order they appear in the series, then. That's how I'll pick it. Yeah, I'll do the same. Uh, episode one is one of my top three. It's so funny. The Pyramids of Terror. Uh, it guest stars Spider-Man. Uh, is this Spider-Man? <laughs> I that's, signed, that's Aunt May. <laughs> I signed up for something, and I think I've told you my stupid sign-up for things sometimes is Poon Man. P-O-O-N Man. Oh, th- I, it's like a play on Spoon Man, but like, I've seen that stupider. on fucking my um, Smash Brothers. Smash yeah, Brothers. Yeah. I never knew what that came from. Yeah, that's me. I'm Poon Okay, Man. yeah. Um, but one time I was going to type it in somewhere and I put an M in, at the end instead. <laughs> and then I put a password and I signed up and now I'm Poon Ma'am on whatever, whatever platform that was. That's so funny. That's it's just so random. It reminds me of like how the tick randomly yells out Spoon. Yeah, well, you, you've heard the uh, the song Spoon Man, right? No. Spoon Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I just for no reason when I'm on online chats will just start yelling out Poon. Man. So if you Do guys you see him out on the chats, yeah. just know that's Andrew. That's me. I'm Poon Man. <laughs> um, anyway, Justice Magazine crew investigate an alien invasion in Egypt led by the mummy Khufu. Your efforts are futile, Spider-Man. You are no match for my power. Our pyramid ships landed on your Earth thousands of years ago. My fellow crewmen and I were placed in suspended animation until the time our planet was ready to colonize Earth. That time has come. Soon our pyramid fleet will arrive for the final takeover. But first, my crew and I will mummify all Earth inhabitants. Who is voiced by Vic Perrin. Everybody knows Vic Perrin. (laughs) classic everyone knows vic perrin yeah your mother's uncle's brother's sister's roommate back in college yeah so the crazy part about this episode is like they don't even mention the part that there's an alien invasion until like halfway through like unless i miss something they're just going there to investigate the mummy (laughs) and then halfway through the episode it switches into oh no 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 this mummy is really an alien and there's aliens now and alien the, mummies yeah the fucking pyramids lift up and start flying around the earth and all of a sudden it's a literally earth-wide event that is happening in this episode of spider woman this is spider woman it's just the most absolutely ridiculous thing in the world 
and I love that they open with this because they're just like, yeah, this is what we're going to be. Total nonsense. You you with us? <laughs> and I, I say yes, sir. Yeah. I am down for more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it honestly blows my mind. And there's so many different moments like this. So for my first choice, I'm going to go with episode three, The Amazon Adventure. Sto- good choice. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> Stolen gold from Fort Knox leads the Justice Magazine team into the Amazon. Um, I think this episode is without a doubt a playful nod uh, at DC's Wonder Woman. Because not only does Jessica Drew rip off Linda Carter's transformation into Wonder Woman like we had stated earlier in the episode. um, But Wonder Woman is in fact an Amazonian. So to have your main lead female superhero come out and beat an entire race of the competitors, quote unquote, people, uh, it just seems to me that Marvel was having a bit of a laugh at DC. At uh, their direct competition. Which I can completely respect. It, it, if anything, yeah. that brought it up to a C for me because <laughs> um, I think it was hilarious that in order to sneak into Fort Knox, the Amazonians dress up like uh, female army soldiers just to reveal themselves at the front gate. Um, they do this by stepping out of their trucks and removing a hat and a wig, which they had over their Trojan-like helmets the entire time, which physically makes no sense at all. And I'm going to show you a fucking picture that I have of it. Um, and he's going to post this on the Facebook page. So, Wait, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have an entire helmet underneath that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I will post that on the Facebook page. It's just so silly. Those are their TARDIS hats, clearly. They're bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah, they just pulled those on top they're like we need these for battle another connection to doctor who it's time uh, technology one of my favorite quotes in the episode is when jeff sees that fort knox is robbed by the amazonians he says it must be a joke no one can break into that place especially ladies and jessica says in her head i'm not so sure about that tarzan <laughs> wow look at this fort knox has been robbed it must be a joke Nobody could break into that place, especially not a bunch of ladies. I'm not so sure about that, Tarzan. My spider sense tells me those lady warriors are very real. I love the dialogue. Beautifully. Sensational spiders. (laughs) Trembling tarantulas. That's my theory. That gets me every time. Uh, uh, Another great quote is when Spider-Woman is forced to lead a raid with the Amazonians in order to save Jeff's life. So while on the ride to the raid, Jessica asks one of the Amazonians, why doesn't Shayna, who's the leader of the Amazonians, lead the raid herself? To which the Amazonian replies, she has not left the hidden valley since the fall of the Inca. To which Spider-Man then says, but that would make her over 400 years old. Wow, I hope Jeff gets along with older women. And it like... <laughs> it really like emphasis on the older too when she says it. I'm gonna play older the voice. Yeah. I'm gonna play the voice clip right here. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Why doesn't Shauna lead this raid herself? She has not left the Hidden Valley since the fall of the Inca. But that would make her over four hundred years old. That is true. I hope Jeff gets along with older women. Uh, it, episode four is my next uh, top top three. Uh, the Ghost Vikings. A ghost Viking ship emerges off the coast of Norway. The crew plan to steal the riches of the world before returning to their own time. Spider Woman travels back to AD 952 to defeat them. <laughs> I can't even read these without like cracking up. It's just the, the most plain description of exactly what happened, and it's still hysterical. Like, I, I, it's beyond me. And I'm pretty sure halfway through the episode, they reveal that the guy, the ghost Vikings are actually aliens. 
<laughs> so I'm like, are they Vikings? Are they ghosts? Or are they aliens? The ghost Viking aliens. <laughs> That's the whole bit of Spider Woman. It's halfway through the episode. Wherever you thought you were facing, mm-mm, it's aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they went with such a extraterrestrial yeah. uh, theme with Spider Woman. Absolutely insane. And I love that every single episode of like at least so far, this is the first four episodes. It involves a world level threat. Yeah, and Spider Woman is on the job. Oh, bro, I, trust me, I'm gonna go into it in another episode. Some of this, like, it makes no sense <laughs> about how fast she travels, and <laughs> and we we established in episode one that this is a world where Spider Man exists. Yeah. So why is he never helping? No, the world is being threatened just Not twice. To, it's insane. <laughs> I love it. No logic whatsoever. Um, you good on your second one? Yes. Okay. That's so number two. Going into we share the next one, I believe. Yeah, right? my next one is episode five. Yes. Uh, the I, kingpin strikes again. That's my third one. My and that's in my top three. As well. I'm glad that we could agree on it, so we'll both go oh, into fantastic. it. But uh, let me. So the. God, at the uh, same time. The kingpin. Are you not reading the same one I am? No. Oh, read it off the wiki. Oh, no. That's <laughs> too long. I'd have to like pull it up and stuff. Let me just read this real all quick. Right, right. The kingpin steals an invisible ray and seeks revenge on Jessica Drew for writing a negative article about him. It's just ridiculous. He, he She writes a bad review. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she basically calls him a dick over, the, like, over a newspaper, and he's bullshit (laughs) he wants her he wants her blood uh i have to say after butchering dormammu in episode two it was nice to see them somewhat get the hang of a real marvel villain i i can't even believe you just said that because like the next line you're gonna say is how he starts using invisibility (laughs) which he's never done he's the goddamn kingpin if he wants to beat up a woman he can either do that himself or send a gang of mobsters to like break her fucking legs like there's no reason for him to well himself in in the episode she um she she makes quick work of his like mobsters that he has um, oh, of course. Yeah, like, always. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, the whole thing's ridiculous. But uh, so get it, so it was cool to see them get the hang of a real Marvel villain. After he was able, after all, he was able to figure out that Jessica is Spider Woman or Spider Lady, as he likes it, Spider Lady, as yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. to call her. Which is a way better name, by the way. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, as he so <laughs> lovingly calls it. Um, but not only that, he also reveals her identity on television for the world to see. Yes. So that kind of adds like a, a real... Within the first five minutes of the episode. Yeah. It, it, this episode just like barrels through plot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, it is funny. Speeds. It is funny in the very first scene that we see the Kingpin, the very first scene mm-hmm. of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, Kingpin is explaining to his goons how they are about to rob the bank. Uh, but then he viciously bites into a like a ginormous a stick of celery, and uh, for all throughout I forgot about that for all throughout the episode, yeah. Kingpin is eating different uh, food types, and at first Isn't it all veggies though. No, at first it seems like it is right. He's eating celery, he's eating apples. I'm like, oh, good for him. He's kind of working on his weight, but then he starts fucking pulling out fried chicken drumsticks <laughs> and pieces of pie, and I'm like, oh, he didn't learn a fucking thing. <laughs> I like that it gets progressively worse. Like yeah, as if it was yeah. supposed to as like the, ramp up. Like as his plot is as like his plan is coming more and more and together, he's eating more and more. It's bad the angrier foods. he gets, that's what it is. It's a comfort thing. <laughs> and he's calm, he's like, Alright, I'll have my celery. I'm doing good. And then he gets angry and he's like, Where's my chicken? <laughs> and one of my uh favorite quotes from Kingpin is uh in early in the episode where he is robbing the bank and uh randomly out of nowhere, uh Spider-Woman comes in, but Kingpin is standing there eating an apple, and he goes, Robbing Banks is getting too easy. It's almost criminal. And then she, like, swings in. She goes, you know what is criminal? You, and you're going away. You know what would have been a little bit funnier? Is she said, you know what is criminal? Robin Banks. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I forget what the, I'll play the clip of that uh, yeah, quote, too, but it's so funny. funny. Robbing Banks is getting so easy. Almost criminal. Speaking of criminals, Kingpin, 
your little crime spree is over. Whenever you say, Spider Lady. Spider Woman also has a great line. When she shows up in the middle of the heist, Kingpin tells his goon, give her the cash. To which the goon then throws giant bags of uh, money at her. And she creates a spider web and it ricochets the bag of gold back at the goon while she states, I'm afraid I'm going to have to bounce your check. Give her the cash, Bowser. Sure, boss. I'm afraid I'll have to bounce your check. <laughs> the puns in this episode are uh, in this series are incredible. I love it. Uh, yeah, so why don't you talk about uh, some of your little fun favorite uh, moments of that episode? Um, the invisibility ray is just the absolute most incredible thing. He steals an invisibility ray, and mm-hmm. instead of using it to do any of the millions of things that Kingpin would do with an invisibility ray. Yeah. All of which would be bad. He decides to turn invisible and like sneak into Jessica Drew's office. Yeah. Or some and shit. It's it's weird because like this is a hands this is a hands-on Kingpin that we're not oh, really used so. to. We're used to him sending his lackeys, but like he's a kingpin. Yeah, and but this time he just goes along with the lackeys. That's why I'm like, how are you saying that they got this anywhere near right? (laughs) He does nothing that kingpin ever does, and then he uses an invisibility ray on himself. I could see, but no, does a gangster thing. Yeah, but you have to remember, you just talk like this, and then you got you got kingpin right, huh, Spider Lady? This, This is the '70s, so like. Spider-Man's only been around for about 10, 13 years or something like that. So th- they themselves, I don't think, established that like... 16. Oh, 16 years. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they like well have like... At least. Uh, uh, no, maybe I'm counting wrong. Like they don't have that 80s to 90s kingpin who's like ruthless in the white suit. And he's like this giant like ball of muscle and fat. And he True. could crush you in his hands at the same time. So... You know, I think it's very much like a goofy, like Lex Luthor of the '60s and '70s. Um, Maybe I, you're right. Yeah, I still think they did an okay job. It's way better than Dormammu. If you have to compare the two uh, episodes that show the actual nine, uh, the actual Marvel villains, I was more of a fan of Kingpin. Yeah, I'd like to forget that the Dormammu one happened. Yeah, yeah, it's he doesn't even look like Dormammu. It's just, it's just not good. It's not a good episode. Yeah, we were discussing earlier that these uh, episodes follow fall into either bad or funny bad. Oh yeah, no, with the in the whole series, bad or funny bad. It's so bad. I love the ones that are funny bad. Yeah, those are that's why I gave it an A minus because I really freaking love it. It's hysterical. Oh man, and my final episode is gonna be. is is definitely one of the ones I find the funniest, but I'll let you go into your third and final episode first. This was it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's so right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then After here, you. <laughs> here I go into my uh, final episode. Um, it is episode ten, Dracula's Revenge. Dracula returns from the grave and recruits the Frankenstein monster and the Wolfman to help him turn all of humanity into Frankenstein monsters, werewolves, and vampires. Um, it's pretty funny because, like, they don't bite a single person. They all have, like, some form of lasers. Frankenstein shoots lasers out of the bolts in his necks, and it transforms people into Frankensteins. The werewolf, uh, the Wolfman... Uh, shoots lasers out his eyes, which then turn people into wolfmen. <laughs> and Dracula shoots. He shoots. Sorry. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bitch. I mean, if it's it's a cool to, concept. I'm trying to look up something something else to, for my next thing that I'm gonna say, and I didn't quite catch that until afterwards, <laughs> and it made me double take. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Excuse yeah. me. Laser vision werewolf. Just picture that. Kind of a badass uh, premise, but also it's super lame because like they don't bite a single person. They all just have projectiles, and and Dracula shoots a uh, blast from his hands that turns people into vampires. That's so like incredible. none of them actually maul anybody um just to give you guys a little thing two grave robbers break into the tomb of dracula opening his uh, coffin and freeing him from a 500 year imprisonment just before drac can eat his two new victims spider woman randomly randomly 
appears out of nowhere and saves the day. Now, yeah. I, I know you could say, I'm like, following. her spider vision maybe gave her warning, but... No, it was spider telepathy. The uh, spiders in the uh, uh, cemetery, they all left and went and found her uh, and went, Hey, hey, we need your help! Across the world. <laughs> like Navi. Uh, though Jack gets away, Spider-Woman mentions she's got to get back um, before she's late for a date, which turns out to be going to see a movie called The Alien Spider with Billy and Jeff. What's funny to me is how the fuck did she get back there so fast? Yeah. She was late for a date, and she clearly must have been... It was the Tomb of Dracula, so it has to be in Romania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> in this version. <laughs> Not Transylvania, it's Pennsylvania. <laughs> Romania. She just hopped on a train. It's Pennsylvania, like Romania. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. they actually... Well, Transylvania, Pennsylvania. They call it Romania in the episode. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah so they are. It's going to be they, hard it, to get back from Romania. So, but what's even funnier... Well, with her spider flight, can she fly over oceans? Like, how long does her spider flight go for? It doesn't seem like that yeah. long. If anything, it seems like she more glides with but the wind. But she doesn't have speed. Yeah, so that's gonna be a long. Flight. And and the, the what they Cold, they dude. they make it seem like the magazine uh, helicopter is their main. They call it a jet copter, but it's like yeah. their main form of transportation. But it just looks like a normal helicopter. There's yeah. no jet, nothing. It doesn't show mm-hmm. that it goes super fast. So my my main thing is, so she went there, got back. They went to the movies, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh no, I don't want to see it. It's a scary movie." And they're like, "Oh, Aunt Jessica, come on, like, don't be so scared. It's not that bad." I love Billy. She gets up in the middle of the movie because she has another vision that Dracula, <laughs> who she let go, is still out there. Why did you come all the way back to the United States if you knew Dracula was still out and about in Romania? She didn't have that vision. <laughs> she needed to have that vision first. But he got away. She <laughs> knew he, she let him get away. And like you wouldn't chase him down? You wouldn't no. try and find him? You didn't think he was going to go kill somebody? So, yeah. That'll that'll be fine. That'll that'll work itself out. So she goes and fights Dracula again because Dracula goes to his old castle, which the um, Van Helsing family has been living in since he disappeared for 500 years. So the first thing he does, he shows up, turns Van Helsing into a vampire, <laughs> uh, turns everyone who's sitting at the dinner table into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Woman shows up and she shoots her like venom blast and it's supposed to be bright enough that it upsets dracula who then flies away and everyone kind of turns back into like it makes him sad yeah he's like oh <laughs> it's so it's so bright and then he like jumps out the window <laughs> perfectly normal reaction how but get this she gets back in time for the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that movie? They were like they well like Jeff and and um. Turns out it was a movie marathon. It was yeah. all day. Well, Jeff and Billy come out and they're like, Aunt Jessica, I knew that movie was too scary for you. And she's like standing right outside. She's like, Ha ha, you caught me. It's so way funny. too scary for me. Such a dainty little girl. Well, she's also got spider teleportation. Did she not mention that? I, I'm starting to think that that might be a thing because her powers are range from many fucking things, which I'm about to you go just into. Put spider on in front of um, Can I say one thing quick? Please do. Um, uh, when you were talking about uh, the vampires and and werewolves not biting anyone, mm-hmm. uh, that just reminded me of the all the stuff with the Comics Code Authority. Oh yeah. And to remind the listeners, um, if they didn't know. Uh, the Comics Code Authority, which regulated comics from the 50s into the 70s, was pretty much was updated a lot in the uh, in 1971, and that's when they finally were allowed to actually use Dracula and um, well, not just Dracula because they were always allowed to use just Dracula, but other vampires. Mm-hmm. So they're allowed to use vampires and werewolves again, like eight years ago from when this was made in the comics. Um, oh, got you. Just a funny little time, uh, like, to put us in the same time area. You know they, what I mean? I will say that the wolf man, and they do call him the wolf man, the not, wolf man. Uh, not a werewolf. Uh, he does look like werewolf by night wolf. Well, allow me to make two more points then. Please do. The wolf man brings me to this entirely weird thing that I happened upon when I was uh, scrolling through the C- uh, Comics Code Authority yeah. page on Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, Marv Wolfman was once his name was once a point of contention between DC Comics and the the Comics Code because it said Wolfman on the front of their <laughs> in, their, in their comic books. It says Wolfman on. Yeah, it. yeah. That's not okay. Yeah, that's his name. 
<laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> and he's a phenomenal um, comic book uh, writer. Yeah, and I'm imagining that the reason that they weren't allowed to put biting and stuff like that into mm-hmm. the episode was because of similar rules from similar organizations yeah for TV. especially for tv um which I, I don't know all about the inner workings of that i'd love to learn more about it but um i do know that they were that's the same reason that uh herbie exists is because they couldn't have human torch because that was too violent yeah because it was on His fire. existence was too violent yeah and originally in the fantastic of war uh vor <laughs> in the fantastic four uh, Stan Lee uh, got in trouble with the comics code of, about Human Torch specifically, and they basically made the the like rule out was that he can be in the comics, but he can't burn anyone with his flames. Yeah, henceforth all the f- uh, yes. fire cages and stuff that we yes. uh, talked yeah, about exactly. in, the, in the last yeah. one. And or then, unflaming his fist just to yeah, fly exactly. up and punch someone. Yeah. Did we mention that in the last we, one? We did. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's uh, the first thing <laughs> If anything, I consider this stuff. episode a sister episode to the Spider-Man uh, Yeah, so 19- go check out the Spider-Man 1981 episode. Yeah, did we mention that we did a Spider-Man 1981 <laughs> episode? <laughs> this is a podcast. Um, <laughs> some uh, s- d- some some silly writing, but Dracula at one point states uh, states he's going to turn Spider Woman into one of his minions. Which Jessica then replies, "Being part spider is challenging enough. I have no intention of being part vampire, also." <laughs> but Jessica is not part spider. She's not part spider at all. Oh yes, she is. She, we, we, you were the one who said She's that she wasn't. Spider. We've had this talk before, Andrew. You're flipping your story She's now. She's more spider than Spider Man is, though. Spider Spider Woman. The webs come out of her actual body. Spider Man has an attachment that goes on his wrist. Joe. Joe. She literally shoots webs from her fingers. <laughs> so much more fingertips yeah i don't know if it actually leaves the body or if it's like a blast that turns solid into a webbing because it oh, kind of yeah, has like a looks, glowiness to it yeah it almost looks like she shoots like a single rope and then it, it, like, and it ends like, yeah. but it can do stuff too yes. like it can wrap them up after it gets yeah. sent out of her it's, it's definitely weird yeah it's like and then you hear that whip th- yeah 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 i i th- i very much am a fan of all of her weird powers um, what's funny is that she actually does become part vampire in the episode. Not only does she become vampire, awesome. she becomes part werewolf and vampire at the same time. And half shark, alligator, half man. <laughs> dude, and it makes no sense. So she's like, I can feel myself like becoming evil and like letting it take over. But because of the serum, I'm able to fight it back faster than a normal human. So she finds Spider serum number 34. Of she course. finds we'll a random <laughs> lab. Uh-huh. And starts fucking around with chemistry sets like she knows what she's doing and creates a cure for herself. Her father's a chemist, so that means she knows everything her father Clearly, knows. she just inherited it because yeah. she like literally took a inherited couple of tubes, yeah. was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense, drank <laughs> it, and then it just cured her. And that's how she was able to stop being yeah. This is why we need the Spider-Girl prequel series to answer questions like Spider-Girl, this. yeah. How did she learn chemistry? When did she learn chemistry? Um... What my favorite uh, thing is that she beats the Wolfman by um, Marv Wolfman. No I'm kidding. Yeah, she, yeah, she beats him to death. Um, <laughs> she didn't like his work on the, the Titans. Titans. <laughs> um, no, so she beats the Wolfman. Uh, there's a touch. He's like going around a park and he's turning everyone in, into wolf men and women. And she shows up and is like. Take a blast of my spider. Oh, she's like, I know. Oh, okay. So to really, I'm going like a full ADHD moment. She does her research. She goes to a library, pulls out the books. Which you clearly didn't. I'm just kidding. She pulls out the books of Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. And it's supposed to be implied that she read all the books to learn their weaknesses. So she like read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to learn how to beat <laughs> and Me- so meanwhile van helsing's over there reading spider woman <laughs> so she shows up the park is full of these werewolves and she says out loud to herself as these heroes usually do i know what's gonna stop him i read in the book that it's the moon that controls the, their transformation oh, so yeah. i'm gonna do a spider eclipse and she shoots like a venom blast out her fingers but what it creates is like a dark cloud that covers over the moon following you following so now she has the powers of storm i guess 
of course. She's yeah. always had that. Spider Woman, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel's first <laughs> woman. Yeah, she just spider eclipses. Spider lady. Every day. <laughs> and just fucking beats, though. That's that's it. He's just defeated. Um, I forget what she does. She, like, shoots some kind of ray at, uh, like, some kind of ray at, Frankenstein's uh, nails in his neck and it like absorbs all the energy that was put in him. So he transforms back to normal. And then back to normal. What do you mean? Oh, sorry. The people that he was transforming. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So she beats Frankenstein. Frankenstein, Becomes a human again. She beats the wolf man. Yeah. (laughs) No, they like thawed Frankenstein's monster out. So she beats Frankenstein beats the wolf man now it's up for dracula and the way she beats dracula is that they fight next to a windmill and she shoots her venom blast against the blades of the windmill which causes it to move super fast and it sign it like it replicates the sun which I'm then <laughs> does not even beat dracula dracula does not die it scares him back into his coffin and he himself goes into the coffin and closes the coffin <laughs> Because he was so scared of the sun. So what's going to happen tomorrow night when Spider-Woman is on her date in the movies is she's going to have a vision of Dracula on the loose in Romania. And she's going to run onto the scene. It's like... I'm assuming it's like once the cover hits the top of the coffin, like the top of the coffin hits the bottom, he's quote-unquote trapped. But there's nothing that's That's like... That's his bed. Yeah. That's just he's well, taking a nap. My favorite is when the two the two uh, grave robbers in the beginning break in, and one's uh, you know one's obviously like, hey maybe we shouldn't be doing this, and the other one's like shut the fuck up. This is like imagine all the money people are gonna want. We found the tomb of Dracula, so they push the cover off, and Dracula uh, just stares at them like, and they're like, oh, he's alive. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We're rich. People will pay millions of dollars to see the tomb of Kondrakula. Let's open it. It's him, Kondrakula. He's alive. Let's get out of here. At last, I'm free after 500 years. Good episode. They established that as the way to kill him, at least, is close the cas- casket. Yeah, coffin. or get him to do it himself. Yeah, I feel I really. Yeah, I really feel like she didn't beat him. Spider Woman can definitely scare Dracula. This it, is something we know. Yeah, Dracula doesn't scare Spider Woman. Spider Woman scares Dracula. Yeah, okay. honestly, okay. Dracula probably would have whooped Spider Woman's ass. It can, he was kind of doing it the entire episode until so she. The spider eclipse is actually a cloud. Of tiny little baby spiders that are flying. That's what it is. Oh, with little yeah, uh, shoots, spi- with little webbing parachutes out of her fingers. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> go, my babies, and yes. she's controlling them. This is clouds of spiders that, that <laughs> envelop the moon. You know, Santi would lose his fucking shit. <laughs> Can you imagine though if there was a cloud of baby spiders just, just falling? You? Yeah, I'm sure that has to happen. Of st- like, imagine just like a spider's egg like yeah. breaking on your face or something yeah. oh and freaking God. out. <laughs> uh, You're like, I'm getting too nervous now yeah, just exactly. talking I about it as stop. a joke. Uh, I do think that this uh, Dracula's Revenge uh, episode is cool because we are in our spooky season now. And it's a uh, cool way to bring in the spooky season. And it's a great way to stay in shape. And it's a great way to stay in shape. I want to say, Andrew, thank you very much for uh, doing another episode. I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, I know you did. What now? <laughs> I guess we really need to talk about it. If we're continuing with our tri- trip through Marvel, do we do Spider-Man? Fantastic Four. You want to Definitely. do Fantastic Four? Yeah, without for a doubt. Sure. Okay. Um, and then on to because I I know for yeah that one I'm I just surprised do. you don't want to do the Hulk series because there's see two Hulks oh yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. What, is there is there a Hulk from Freeling to Freeling to Patties uh it's it's more the 80s Hulk is connected to the 81 Spider-Man series not the 79 um Spider-Man. but is it the same like company that does it well remember they they shut got down, bought out yeah, yeah and then they became Marvel Productions okay okay. So Marvel Productions does uh, Spider-Man, His Amazing Friends, uh, The Incredible Hulk, 
and the 1981 Spider-Man with that, like, uh, each series looks like the animation gets slightly better. Gotcha. Because that Incredible Hulk animation actually looks really good. Fair enough. I, I was watching the intro and everything. It looks pretty uh, spot on. I think I watched, like, the, is there, like, a 90s series? I loved the 90s series. I watched the first couple episodes of that, and it's, like, very faithful to the like wicked it's very every every little thing they do the entire and that was my introduction into hulk was was that 90 series yeah i know who the leader is i know who gargoyle is little like a minion is um that hulk series is great in fact i was just watching the crossover they do with the fantastic four sure because there was a fantastic, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, oh, there was a Fantastic Four series in the nineties too. Yeah, oh. it all started with the Fantastic Four. Huh. Uh, actually, I think it started with X Men. Just like in the sixties, it yeah. all started with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, and now me and you do a podcast in our basement or my basement. <laughs> different people's basements at <laughs> different moments. Well, I was in sometimes the sometimes mine, sometimes yours. Yeah, sometimes Tony's butthole. It's, that's what we call his basement. We're, we're gonna take that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you go. Remember the three Easy golden rules. Remember the three golden rules. Three golden rules. Fight the planet. Fight the planet. <laughs> Fight the planet. <laughs> Keep polluting. <laughs> and always eat ass. <laughs> and always eat ass. Thank you so much. Spider Woman travels back to AD nine fifty two to defeat them. <laughs> I can't even read these without like cracking up. It's just the the most plain description of exactly what happened, and it's still hysterical. <laughs>